Chapter Five of Pearl by the Gawain Poet, translated by George Coulton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Even as it met the apostle's sight, saw I that city of great renown, the New Jerusalem, royally dight, as it was let from heaven adown. Its bullocks burned with gold so bright As burnished glass that gleams around With noble gems all underpiked And pillars twelve on their bases bound. On twelve great slabs the Lord did found These walls, and each a precious stone, As standeth written of this fair town In Apocalypse of the Apostle John. As John the stones in writ did name, Knew I their name after his tale, Jasper height the foremost gem, For first foundation nothing frail, Gleaming green in the lowest hem. Secondly sapphire did I hail, Chalcedony then withouten whim, In the third course shone pure and pale, Emerald the fourth so green of scale, And fifth came sweet sardonic stone. The sixth was ruby, after the tale of Apocalypse, by the Apostle John. To these joined John the chrysolite, a seventh gem in fundament, the eighth the beryl, clear and white, next twin-hued topaz excellent, chrysoprase the tenth stone height, the eleventh jacinth rich and quaint, the twelfth that burned with mellowest light, was amethyst purple with azure blent. The walls that on this basement linked were jasper clear as glass that shone. I knew it by the devisement in apocalypse of the apostle John. As John devised, so saw I there these twelve degrees were steep and wide. The city stood above four square, and four square was each several side. Through streets of gold so glassy clear, the jasper walls arose in pride. Within the dwellings adorned were with stones that earthly gems outvied. Twelve furlong space I well described the measure of this heavenly town, as high, as long, as long, as wide, by the measure of the Apostle John. As wrote the Apostle, so saw we, three lofty portals every way, twelve gates adorned in symmetry, with fretted gold in rich array, each gate a single margery, a pearl too perfect for decay. Each doth a name writ fair to see, Of Israel's twelve tribes display. Each tribe in order that is to say, The eldest first was writ thereon. These streets shone with so fair array, They needed neither sun nor moon. Of sun nor moon they had no need. The self-God was their lamp and light, the lamb their lantern 
was indeed by him the borough glistened bright through wall and roof my eye could read that were transparent to the sight the throne aloft there mighty heed with all the adornments round bedight whereof the apostle john did write the high god's self sat thereupon a river ran from that throne outright was brighter than both sun and moon sun nor moon shone never so sweet as the flood that flowed from that throne so fair swiftly it swirled through every street its stainless waves of crystal clear kirk was none in that high seat nor chapel nor temple whatsoe'er the almighty was their minster meet the lamb their redeeming sacrifice there the portals never closed were but ever open late and soon there entereth none i durst well swear that beareth any spot under moon the moon hath there no sheen nor might too spotted she is of body too grim and also there is never night what needeth the moon her course to climb and to even herself with that noble light that shineth upon the river's brim the planets are in too poor a plight and the sun himself is all too dim round the river are trees of every clime that bear twelve fruits of life full soon twelve times a year is their blossom at prime and their fruit reneweth at every moon and under moon so great marvel no fleshly heart might e'er endure as this which did my sight assail so wondrous bright in portraiture i stood as still as dazed quail for marvel of that fair figure unapt to rest as to travail for ravishment of that gleam so pure for i dare say with conscience sure had mortal man abidden that boom though all wise clerks had him in cure his life were lost and under moon right as the mighty moon doth rise ere thence the day gleam driveth down so suddenly in so wondrous wise i was aware of a procession this noble city of rich emprise was suddenly full without summon of virgins all in that same guise as was my blessed one neath her crown and crowned were all in the same fashion arrayed in pearls and weeds of white on each one's breast was firmly bound that blissful pearl of great delight with great delight they glided fair on golden ways that glint like glass hundred thousands i wept there were and all in suit their livery was twas hard to choose the gladdest there the lamb before did proudly pass with seven horns of red gold clear as precious pearls his garment was toward the throne they gently pace in crowds yet orderly to the sight and mild as modest maids at mass so draped they forth 
with great delight. The glad delight of his appear, too much it were for me to tell. To these elder men, when he came near, groveling at his feet they fell. Legions of angels gathered there, scattering their incense of sweet smell, and all was glory and gladsome cheer, for all sang love to that gay jewel. The strain might strike through earth and hell that these heavenly powers in their joy indite, for love of the Lamb this praise doth swell. In sooth I caught a great delight, delight as I strove this Lamb to devise, hand in hand with marvel went. Best was he, blithest and most to prize, that ever I heard in discourse spent. So snowy white was his outward guise, his look so simple, himself so gent, but a wide wet wound in wondrous wise, right to his heart full red was rent. From his white side the blood outsprent. Alas, thought I, who did that spite? Any breast for bale might pull a brent, ere he thereto had had delight. Yet his delight none doubted them, though he were hurt and such wound had, for naught was in his semblance seen, so glorious were his looks and glad. I looked among his trains so sheen, how bright they were, and nothing sad. Then saw I there my little queen, whom last I saw within the glade. Lord, merry was the mirth she made, among her fellows that were so white. It drove me through that stream to wade, for love-longing and great delight. Delight drove through me, eye and ear, melted to madding my manly mood. When I saw my dear, I would fain be there, though she were held beyond that flood. Nothing, methought, might give me fear, though every hindrance me withstood. Start I but once to cross this mere, I will swim the rest, though it cost my blood. But sudden fell this rebel mood, that stirred me to start in the stream astray, and humbler, calmer thoughts ensued. It was not to my prince's pay. It paid him not that I should dare those swirling waters to invade in headlong rage or dark despair. Swiftly therefrom was I restayed, for as I stood already there, at that wild thought my dream did fade. Then wakened I in that arbor fair, my head upon that mound was laid, where my sweet pearl to ground had strayed. I roused me, and fell in great affray, and sighing to myself I said, Now, all be to that prince's pay. Me paid full ill to be cast forth, so suddenly from that fair region, from all those sights of joy and mirth, a heavy longing struck me in swoon, and heavily came my words to birth. O oh, pearl, quoth I, of rich renown, tis my soul's solace here on earth that thou hast brought me this vision, if it be true 
that thou mine own fairest for ever in garlands so gay and well is me in this dim dungeon that thou art to this prince's pay to that prince's pay i i had bent nor yearned for more than me was given i held me there in true intent at bidding of my dear pearl in heaven had grace me drawn to goddess present to more of his mistress had i been driven but i would man more good hap hent that should by right upon him cleaven therefore my joy too soon was riven and i cast forth from the realms of day lord mad are they that against thee striven or pray thee for aught against thy pay the prince's yoke is ever light to those who love his peace divine for i have found him both day and night a god a lord a friend full fine thus mused i stretched on earth outright plaining my pearl with bitter brine committing to god that jewel bright in christ's dear blessing and mine that in the form of bread and wine the priest us showeth every day lord make us servants true of thine and precious pearls unto thy pay End of chapter 5 End of Pearl by the Gawain Poet Translated by George Coulton